0: Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Love Offering Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Adams, and today's guest is Elizabeth Lang Thompson. Elizabeth is on the show today talking about how a little friendship goes a long way based on my devotional, A Little Goes a Long Way, 52 Days to a Significant Life. Elizabeth has written, When a Friendship Falls Apart, and she's on the show helping us as we process our struggling friendships, the faltering, the fractured, and the failed. Join us as we chat about how do we guard ourselves against the poison of bitterness so we can process the hurt and move forward, when and how do we seek reconciliation, what does forgiveness look like, how do we know when it's time to leave a friendship behind, and how do we open up again and entrust our wounded hearts to new friendships. If you find yourself in the midst of a friendship that's falling apart or you're grappling with past hurts and regrets, this episode is for you. May it be a comfort and help leading closer to the friend who will never leave. Hi, Elizabeth, and welcome back to the Love Offering Podcast. I'm so happy to have you again.
1: Oh, I'm so thrilled to be back. I've been looking forward to our conversation.
0: So everyone may remember you from when you were here last time, and we talked about your books when God says no, wait, and go, and also <laughs> about
1: all the feels, and so we covered a lot of ground last time that you were here. Yeah. We talked about all the feels and all the things, you know?
0: But today's conversation is all about how a little friendship goes a long way. Based on my devotional, a little goes a long way, 52 days to a significant life. And you've written, when a friendship falls apart, finding God's path for healing, forgiveness, and maybe help letting go and I feel like you and I became fast friends and in fact I can't wait because you're coming to my home community next month to speak on the topic of friendship so I'm so excited I know I can't wait I'm, I'm making everybody else jealous I'm like me and you get to spend time in real life together but everybody's everybody's welcome actually I don't know by the time this actually releases I don't know the timing of this we've already been there
1: I don't know they're going to have to make a quick trip. <laughs> All right. So I've
0: always been good at making friends. I'm interested because you're, you're so easy to talk to.
1: You know, I've always been a really social person and I would say like friendship has always been a really important thing to me in my life. Like I tend to, I, in, in spite of the evidence of this, this book title, I tend to keep my friends for a really long time. Like I try to hold tight to them. Um, I have, you know, some really special women in my life who have been in my life for a long time. Some, you know, God has also brought some new special friends into my life the last few years, but uh, as I'm sure we'll talk about and dig into, I mean, in spite of my best and yet imperfect efforts, I have certainly had some friendships fall apart over the years and, um, you know, it's important to talk about, it's hard to talk about, but, but it's a need
0: definitely is. And I actually had the honor of getting to read an advanced copy of the book. And I was so honored to do that. And it really is fantastic. I want everybody to know, not only are you a fantastic writer, but this is, and we were talking about this before we even hit record. This is something that I think everybody, We there are lots of books about finding your friends, but there are not very many books about, well, what do you do? when it doesn't work out and so like or when you lose a friend and how do you handle that loss so that's where your book comes into play so why are you so passionate about this topic and like why did you think
1: you were the one to write it yeah well if this one i had to really think and pray a lot about like is this a topic i'm willing to step into And yeah. like, <laughs> I was telling you before we started that I told a friend of mine yesterday, I was like, this book felt like laying down on the altar, like, okay, Lord, I'm going to be really vulnerable. And this is, this is hard and painful, but, um, you know, I think this is a topic that actually came to me. My editor, um, came to me and said, you know, we've noticed this need that, um, this is happening and everybody goes through it and nobody's willing to get out there and talk about it. Is this something you could talk about? And I started thinking back through my life and my own stories and my own friendships and realizing, wow, you know, there's more material here in my life than I wish there was. And I, uh, I, I think we need to talk about this. This is such a it's one of those confusing struggles. It feels very private. It's, you know, you're not going to post on social media, like, so my bestie and I are like really struggling. (laughs) We can't work it out. Somebody please pray for us. Like, it's just, it's so private. And so I think there are a lot of people who are secretly and quietly mourning and um, unsure of how to proceed and unsure, like, what do I do now? Like, is this something that can be saved? Is this something that I should try to fix? How do I forgive this person? How do I seek her forgiveness? Or do I need to let it go? And what does that even look like? So all of those things we try to cover in this book and and really dig into with biblical guidance rooting everything that we talk about.
0: Yeah. And I absolutely love you. It's very biblical. And you know, you you mentioned like this is something that it, it is, it is private. It's not something that we just I just am imagining like somebody with reading your book on the beach. Like nobody's going to be like in the poolside. (laughs) They might be reading it like in the privacy of their own home. Maybe. I don't know because we are we are more hesitant to admit that this is something that we struggle with, although we all do. And I'm even thinking about you. It was probably hard to even write about some of the friendship breakups that you've had. Um, And even share about it. Even now I'm getting ready to ask you, have you experienced a friendship breakup? And like, obviously you have, but then now you're here. You are like, well, yes. And here it is. But knowing that the other person could be listening. Right.
1: Yes. Yes. And I, I prayed a lot for wisdom. I did try to share, my stories in ways that wouldn't hurt other people or reveal any personal information about someone else. Um, and, um, that was tricky trying to, you know, pray through what's the, what's the wise way to work through this, you know, um, do I need to change some details here and there? And I have an author's note in there about that. And, and even some other ladies lent me their stories because I didn't want this just to be a book about me and my experience. I wanted it to, address all of us and all the different ways in which friendships struggle and fall apart. And so I had some friends who were gracious enough to tell me their stories and, you know, we kind of changed some details and in identifying information here and there. But I so appreciated their humility and saying, here's what I went through. Here's where I messed up, here's where I have regret, or here's what, you know, hurt and and what I would love to see addressed in a book like this. And so I appreciate their stories as well.
0: So what are, what are some of the emotions that we would experience when we lose a friendship? You know, it can kind of almost feel like a a death of a loved one in some ways, can it? Like it's a real grief.
1: It is. And, you know, I think it's, it's almost like a divorce that no one sees because our friendships matter to us. You know, it's, They see us at our most vulnerable places. They have a favorite spot on our couch. They know where, where we keep the, the good mugs and where the, you know, chipped ones are, you know, like they know us, they, they share sacred memories with us, with our children, our family, we may share holidays. And so when that comes to an end, it is a real loss. And I think we feel tremendous grief. Um, There is a mourning there. I think there can be a real sense of, of guilt and shame. And like, what's wrong with me? Like, am I not lovable or like, am I bad at friendship? Is there something wrong in my other friendships? You can have this real like fear and insecurity crop up, um, in your other relationships where you're like, um, Is there something going on here that they're not telling me oh my goodness we can get all kinds of pretzeled up inside and so i think that's one of the reasons it's so important to work through in a godly way and grieve through and pray through um what you've been through so that it doesn't keep haunting you so that it doesn't like hamstring you and keep you from offering your heart vulnerably in future friendships yeah, it's a
0: good thing you've written a book on feelings that we we can also read.
1: <laughs> yeah, they definitely so, go. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, can friendship loss? Do you think? You know, I'm I'm just even thinking about my daughter, you know, and she's in middle school, my son, me, you know, I'm, I'm in my forties, my daughter's in middle school. I'm thinking about my mom, like no matter what season of life we're in, no matter what age we're in this, there's, it doesn't discriminate. We can have friendship struggle no matter what. Don't you think?
1: Oh my goodness. Yes. I have um, like you, I I have multiple children. I've got Um, three in high school and one in fifth grade and three of those are daughters. And so my girls and I spend a lot of time unpacking friendship stuff and my goodness, it starts for, for all of my girls. The, the drama (laughs) started in third grade, I think on the playground was like when it really hit like a new level. Um, but I think we, we struggle with our friendships in different ways at different seasons of life. Um, I think as we get older, one of the most challenging things is navigating life transitions with your friends, like, because we don't move through them at the same pace all the time. Like, you know, maybe your friend gets married and you're still, um, you, you don't have a boyfriend, like you're still single and suddenly her schedule is really different or she has a baby and you're still really like, I'm focused on my career right now. And so navigating those transitions can really affect our friendships and that can happen at any season of life. Um, and it really, can be difficult.
0: Uh, no, I'm even finding myself in that season where I'm, I'm getting, I can, I'm in a writing season. And so I just, it's, and I've got a deadline and People ask, you know, can we go out to lunch? Or can, and I'm like, I re- I really can't, and I can almost just. In my, I'm getting busier and busier in work, and I, and I'm, I'm so I'm almost just seeing, even though I, my friendships are important, I'm just saying that I'm, I'm having, I'm like, oh, this is, this makes me sad, and this is not good, and so how can I still make sure that my friendships. Stay, you know, do you? I don't know. And are there seasons where maybe, and, and even I even noticed that where from college, you know, friendships were, you know, that's all you really did have. And then you move into a seat where it's like, okay, now I've got my family. Now I've got my career. And it really, you honestly don't have as much time for friends anymore. It is all about my family. Do you have anything to say on that? Maybe some seasons aren't the season for friendship.
1: Yeah, I do think that there are some seasons where life is just. It's got you in a headlock and you would love to spend a lot of time with your girlfriends like you used to, but you like genuinely legitimately don't have a lot of margin in your life. And, um, I do think for me, those have been some of the trickiest times to navigate, one of the things that I talk about um, toward the end of the book is just like secrets for protecting your lifelong friendships, because you're going to have seasons where either your friend is super busy with work or family, or maybe like taking care of a, an aging parent, or, you know, there can be all kinds of reasons where your friend is not available. And then there are going to be other seasons when she's more free, but suddenly you're not. I think what I have found in protecting my lifelong friendships is I have to be clear. And I have to say, listen, this is a season I am going through and I'm so sorry I'm not as available as usual. Please do not read this as any diminishment of my love for you. Can we get something on the calendar for next month? Like even if it's really far out, just making that effort to say, you still matter. You are a priority to me. I do have to get through this deadline or this thing. And then, please let's reconnect. I think there are things we can do to protect those friendships along the way, but we do have to be intentional. Like we want it to be like it was, and you know, in third grade when you just show up on the playground, it's like, hey, what's up? You're here, I'm here, let's have fun. It, you have to be super intentional. The older you get, the harder you have to try to make margin in your life for your friends.
0: I I wholeheartedly agree, and so I I would really love to hear what the Bible has to say about friendship and the loss of friendship. Um, I I love God's word and I know you do too. So tell us what God has to say.
1: You know, it was interesting as I started really digging into the scriptures and thinking, okay, where are we going to root this? Like what stories are we going to look at here that are going to inform you know, our own choices today. And oh my goodness, there is story after story in scripture of people who are struggling in their relationships. And some of them were friendships. Some of them were like family friendships, some, um, you know, even like marital relationships. I mean, there are so many examples throughout scripture of people who are struggling just like we are. And, and I actually find that, I mean, I'm not happy that those you know that people in scripture struggled but i do find it comforting that god's acknowledging that the struggle is real and the struggle is universal in fact um one of the stories that really stood out to me was paul the apostle paul and barnabas who was his ministry partner for years i mean they did everything for the lord together they were joined at the hip they lived together traveled together served churches together um they in Acts chapter 15 they had an argument that ended up they it says they disagreed so sharply that they parted ways like Paul went on one missionary journey Barnabas went on another like whoa these are two godly men who both felt really convicted of their position and um you know I'm not happy that happened to them but I'm thankful that God made, went out of his way to include that in the book of Acts to comfort us when we go through that and say, you know, even righteous people can have this happen to them. Um, We don't really know, like scripture doesn't tell us exactly if it was resolved, how it was resolved. We have a hint in one of Paul's letters that seems like there was some kind of resolution. I talk about it in the book and you can read more about it, but, but I'm thankful God includes examples like that to comfort us, to guide us. Jesus has a lot to say about forgiveness, repeated forgiveness, what forgiveness is, what it isn't. And so I do think there is a wealth of guidance that we can find um, for all the different little nuances that we may be struggling with trying to figure out, okay, how do I handle this? What do I do?
0: Well, let's get. Uh, practical? Because I know everybody's like, okay, well, I have experienced this, or I'm right, maybe right in the midst of it right now. And so what practical tools would you offer for somebody that's like navigating friendship loss right now?
1: Yeah. You know, for me, one of the trickiest parts of a struggling friendship is figuring out how to initiate a conversation that neither of you really wants to have, but you need to have and so um i really worked hard on there's a whole chapter called reconciliation conversations um just even giving you like prompts for here's how you can initiate a conversation when you're the one who needs to apologize and you don't think the other person wants to hear from you here's how you might soften them up a little to be willing to hear what you have to say or if you're feeling some stuff And you need to get it off your chest and say, Hey, I'm feeling hurt. How can you broach that topic in a way that isn't going to make things blow up even worse? Um, And then where do you go from there? So I've got some tools, super, super nitty gritty practical there. I've got a whole appendix in the back. Um, Walking through, Jesus gives us incredible practical advice in Matthew chapter 18 um, about how to resolve. A situation when someone has sinned against you. And not surprisingly, his very first tip (laughs) or command, I guess we should say, and for me, it's a tip from Jesus. It's a command. (laughs) Um, His very first command is go to the person and tell them in person what happened. And That sounds so intuitive and obvious. And yet, isn't that the last thing we want to do? We're like, we want to go to everybody else and like get validated. Or (laughs) we say we're not gossiping, but we're kind of gossiping in the name of feeling validated. Like we go to everybody except the person we need to talk to. So um, there's some really great practical um, steps that we can find right there in scripture in Jesus's teachings to help us. Um, with first the resolution, but then also with forgiveness. I think when Jesus said, pray for your enemies, he wasn't just like, hey, this is a nice, noble, holy thing to do. I think there is something that happens to protect and help our own hearts when we pray for someone who we're in conflict with. It's part of God's way of healing our hearts. So I I have a lot in there on that as well.
0: Yeah. And it says like, not just pray for them, but like do good for them. Right. It's like, there's, there's a, it's such a challenging, I mean, you're stepping on my toes in a major way, but but you're, you're so (laughs) right. And it takes such courage to do what you're, you're saying and what God is saying, (laughs) commanding what you're giving us a tip to do and what God's commanding us to do.
1: And and it's hard. I mean, I, I am someone who when I know I need to have a conversation that I don't want to have, um, I can't eat or sleep. Like I I really will not sleep for days until the conversation happens. Like I'm, I'm sort of obsessive because I'm a peacemaker and a conflict avoider, which is a bad combination. So all these things <laughs> are not easy to do, but they, they are healing if we can push through and get to the other side of them.
0: So what happens if you do all those things that you just recommended, you know, um, make the effort, uh, reach out, uh, apologize, I forgive, I try to reconcile, and we still get snubbed or they, you know, do you know what I'm trying to ask? Like, and then they yeah. still put up the barrier and there's still no friendship. What then?
1: Well, I think there is a, a grieving and, and a mourning that it's okay that you need to walk through that, you know? I, that we always say it takes two to tango. Well, it takes two to argue and it takes two to reconcile. And so if you are seeking reconciliation or even just resolution, like a sense of peace with that person, you're not even saying, Hey, let's be besties again. You're just saying, Hey, can we talk? Can we make peace here? And they won't do it. That's where you're going to have to find that sense of resolution and, um, a sense of closure in prayer with God. And that is it's difficult to do. It takes time, but it can be done. Um, and uh, and I think just the the wonderful thing about God is He is there for those conversations. We see examples of David in the Psalms praying about some of his broken friendships and betrayals. And and to me, that's an invitation to bring that particular heartache to God, to talk about it with him. And to say, God, I can't make this right with this person, but I am bringing it to you. I'm putting it in your hands. I'm asking you to forgive me for my part in this, to help me grow through whatever I need to go grow through from this. Please be with the other person. If you can eventually bring about resolution, I would love that, but please be with her, change her heart, help her, and please heal us both. And, And God is there for those conversations. Yeah.
0: I mean, sometimes, sometimes the relationship will end.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: that's, that's the sad truth, but sometimes that is how that's, that's just what will happen with the relationship. And that's probably not always what we all want, but that's, that's how it could end up. And that's just the reality of some certain relationships. And I'm sure we've all experienced that. Um, and, and because of that, I think so many of us, because we have maybe been burned by a friendship, then we're scared to enter into new relationships because we don't want to be hurt again. So do you have any advice for us, for those that are just like scared, like, I'm just going to be closed off. I don't want my heart to hurt anymore. So I'm not going to put myself out there.
1: Oh, well, first I, I have so been there. I, I know that feeling all too well, because sometimes it just feels like it's, you know, I may be alone, but at least I'm safe. You know, you can feel that way. And uh, one of the stories that I tell in the book is um, about a time that um, I was drinking tea with a friend and her husband handed me a mug and it was like, I mean, it had just come off, you know, out of the boiling hot pot. And the handle of the mug he handed me um, separated from from the mug itself. And I mean, I got cut, I was burned, like hot tea flew all over my body. And I'm just standing there like, wait, what just happened? I mean, this is not my friend or her husband's fault at all. You know, obviously they didn't know it was a faulty mug, but I'm telling you for years after that day, I, I had trust issues with mugs. Like I could not hold a cup of coffee or tea without like looking askance at the handle. Like, Are you trustworthy are you going to burn me too and and so i started holding mugs two-handed like one hand on the handle one hand underneath the little body of the mug just in case and i think we do that in friendship you know we've been burned once so i'm gonna just two-hand this thing i'm gonna have a back door in place i'm not gonna give my whole heart i'm i'm gonna be a little bit guarded and Hey, maybe we do sometimes need to take a little more time. Maybe we learn lessons about, I I should have gotten to know that person better before just going all in. Maybe there are some hard lessons we learn about wisdom and friendship, but I don't think we have to live with that fear. There are trustworthy people out there. There are godly, wonderful people who would make your life full and rich, um, I think God is actually a really wonderful example of keeping his heart open, keeping his heart vulnerable. Think about how many times God has been rejected, you know, even by us, like you and me, like we push him away sometimes when he's like, Hey, I'm here. I love you. I just want to be close. And we're like, Nope, I got this thing. I got my own life plan, but God keeps giving his heart. And I think we can be brave like our father is brave we can keep offering our heart and friendship we don't have to go full on right away we can take our time we can get to know people and build trust gradually but with god's help i do believe that we can still stay open and we can still find meaningful friendship out there
0: that's beautiful and i love the example of um, the cups throughout your book and um you know if, if somebody is feeling friendless today you know, they're just kind of in that season and, and really lonely. There is a friend. You can have a friend in God. I want everybody to hear that today. And and so how have you found a friend in God? How has he been your, your friend?
1: You know, one of my favorite proverbs says, um, each heart knows its own bitterness and no one else can share its joy. And it's kind of a sad, lonely proverb. But I, in my mind, whenever I read that proverb, I think, well, no one but God. Um, and scripture repeatedly shows us how God searches the depths of us. And he does know our sorrows. He does understand our loneliness. God himself has grieved the loss of relationship and, um, God is meant to be, he wants to live in community, you know, with Jesus and the Holy spirit, um, he understands that longing. He knows our hurts. He knows our joys. He knows our quirks. He delights in our sense of humor. He made it. So he gets it. Um, And so I do think if you aren't in that place where you have the friend you wish you had right now, you do have God. And he invites you to share all the little things of your life with him that maybe other people don't have time for, don't have interest in. God cares. He's interested. I have found that the more I share my daily life with God, just like laughing up to heaven, like, God, did you hear what that kid just said? Did you see what I just did? You know, um, the closer I feel to him and the, the more we bond. And so God is always there. And I also think he invites you to pray and to ask him for what you need in friendship and to say, father, I don't know, you know, where, or when I'm going to find the people that I need, but I pray that you will open my eyes to see the people you've put in my path, or you will put in my path. This is a desire I have. I have a desire for closer friends. Please provide and and just watch and see what opportunities he provides. God hears about those prayers. He knows your needs and he cares uh, that your heart is happy and full.
0: Absolutely. Well, as we start to come to a close, how has a little friendship gone a long way in your own life? That's the question that I am kind of tailoring to each guest uh, this season.
1: I love it honestly, friendships have brought me so much joy. Um, I have a friend, um, Emma in Georgia, who is also my writing partner. And there are so many times when I have gone to her and we'll send each other these sort of like SOS texts <laughs> and, and cause we live far away now. Um, and She has known just the right thing to say at just the right time. There are things that because we've shared a lot of life together that she understands um, about my life and even my job and my family that that I don't have to explain the backstory. And that has meant the world to me. Um, So I'm grateful just for friends who are there, who understand. And even when they don't understand that, they just say, hey, I'm praying for you and I'm with you. And I'm sorry you're going through that. It goes a long way. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we can be that friend. Um, I pray we're that friend to somebody today. So I know I want to be that friend to you. I know everybody else is going to be want to be your friend today. Um, and so tell us how we can keep in contact with you and get a copy of your book and all the things.
1: Yes. Well, I really love connecting with um, readers online. I, I, I have become very good friends with a lot of them over the years. And um, I, I, I am on Instagram, Elizabeth Lang Thompson. I am, my website is elizabethlangthompson.com. I'm on Facebook, Elizabeth Lang Thompson Writer, I think is the actual name of the page. And the book is pretty much available wherever you'd like to buy your favorite books, everywhere from Target and Walmart to Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Indie Bound, um, Tyndale, Amazon, all all those wonderful places. So Um, But I just want to say that your friendship means a lot to me. I love your ministry. I so appreciate the voice that you have and the friend that you are to everyone who gets the chance to hear your podcast. I know it encourages a lot of hearts.
0: Thank you so much. And thanks for encouraging us to believe that a little friendship goes a long way. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode with elizabeth lang thompson we hope that today encouraged you to believe that a little friendship goes a long way this week your little task is to take a risk to open up and be vulnerable with another person vulnerability is the bridge to deeper more meaningful and enduring friendships it creates a safe space where trust and mutual support can flourish ultimately enriching your life and the lives of your friends. If you're interested in show notes, you can head on over to at Rachel Adams author on Instagram or Facebook. I'd love to connect with you there. I'd also love to connect with you over on rachelkadams.com. There you can subscribe to receive my weekly love offering newsletter and all of this information can go straight to your inbox each week. You can also listen to previous podcast episodes. You can read the blog series. You can purchase significant merchandise. You can download free resources like the Who You Say I Am free devotional that I have collaborated with 31 other writers where we talk about your identity in Christ. I would love to offer that free resource to you. Again, you can find all of that information at rachelkadams.com. Next week, my guest is Taylor Turkington. She is on the show talking about how a little hope goes a long way. I can't wait to chat with you again then, but until then, I hope you have a terrific week and as always, remember to lead with love.